This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We talk a lot about Lamar Jackson and the, the standoff between he and the Ravens. And I'm convinced that Jackson is still very interested in being a Baltimore Raven. I believe that there are three relationships that are part of this story that I want to get to. And I want to bring in my friend Mark Viviano from WJZ in Baltimore. Because I think there are three. There's fans, there's teammates, and there's the organization. Let me start with teammates. How strong is that relationship? Adam, I'd say it's strong. Um, Just as recently as last night, Morgan Moses, uh, starting right uh, offensive tackle for the Ravens, uh, just was gushing in his praise of Lamar Jackson, the teammate Lamar Jackson, the person. And he was the first player that we've kind of heard from since the end of the season. And when they cleaned out their lockers following the loss to the Bengals, the Lamar Jackson subject was uh, pervasive, uh, mostly because of his absence. And there wasn't a single teammate who didn't speak highly of him and speak hopeful that he would return as the quarterback. So Lamar's standing in the locker room is uh, undeniable in that it is strong. The players love him. Players throughout the league love the guy. They respect his ability. They're in awe of his ability. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into some of the other relationships yes. as they pertain to the business side of this, but I would suggest that the locker room, uh, as far as those who have played with him and even against him, um, he's, he's, I would, I would describe him as a, an admired figure for sure. So the next relationship is Lamar and the team itself, uh, you know, excluding the, that's why I started with the players because they're, these are two different relationships. I know he asked for a trade, back on March 2nd. I don't believe for a minute he really wants to be traded. Uh, what is the relationship between him and the team? Well, the, the public um, description of the feeling that the team has for him, and it has been consistent throughout, is it, it's almost been, it's almost cartoonish in how much they profess their love for Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to be you have to look at it for the, for what it is knowing that they could lose him or trade him. They would have to speak well of him because he's an asset to them. Right. So they're going to say all good things about him. And I think to be honest with you, Adam, it is genuine. John Harbaugh loves Lamar Jackson. Eric DaCosta does have an affinity for Lamar Jackson. But what DaCosta, the general manager, has said repeatedly uh, and increasingly is there's a difference between Lamar, the player, and Lamar, the agent, because he represents himself. And the business side of that relationship, DaCosta has described as difficult. Uh, He has described as burdensome. And there are even two sides to even describing that relationship between the player and the front office. They do love him. I mean, and if you consider since they drafted him and they were the one team that reached into the first round and made a trade to make him a first round quarterback right? and dedicated their franchise 
to an essential offensive rebuild to accommodate the skills. And it's a different type of offense you have to run with his skill set. And then he brings you uh, a, a dynamic attack, which is unlike any other. They did it. They called it a revolution, mm-hmm. and he's been their guy. So they've invested. Uh, now the question then becomes, how much are you willing to invest as it now ratchets up to a higher cost? And I'll say this too, Adam. One thing needs to be made clear. You, you must succeed on a, on a quarterback's rookie contract. You must succeed at that time, as the Chiefs did, uh, as the Bengals did, as the Eagles have done. Mm-hmm. You better, because once it comes time to pay big, it becomes more difficult, not impossible, but more difficult to surround that star player with the talent needed to have a good team. Quarterbacks are important. Teams win games. Um, but they, they, they won one playoff game in the five years since they drafted him. And that in itself rates as a failure uh, right. because now you have to pay him and it's going to be more difficult to make your team better at the rate you're going to have to pay him to keep him. Yeah, the, what it, it then flips from the quarterbacks on a cheap contract. So you got to take advantage of that. Now you got to find a lot of other players on cheap contracts to to kind of counteract the fact that you have to pay your quarterback a lot of money. Uh, and now, one more relationship before I get to the nuts and bolts of why we're here, and I think we all understand that it's the only reason why Jackson has not already been signed is the contract demand. That's the only reason he hasn't been signed. The What is the relationship between Lamar and the fans of Baltimore? Well, it's interesting, and... You've been in Baltimore before, mm-hmm. and I think you have a pretty strong understanding of what Baltimore is. One thing Morgan Moses said just last night, uh, it's been his observation, and he's played for other other organizations, that Lamar Jackson is a representative of the Baltimore culture, and he gives Baltimore people hope. I think it's clear the understanding is Baltimore City in particular, its urban population Mm -hmm. is 70% African-American. Lamar Jackson brings overwhelming appeal to that part of the fan base. Rightfully so. He is, you know, from from his entry into the NFL, he could be described as elusive and unconventional, both on and off the field. But there is, he he certainly has a great appeal to the people of Baltimore. I mean, they celebrate him. And I say that to say there are some fans who would prefer conventional. They would prefer less elusive, more communicative. A guy represented by an agent who appears to be more buttoned up. Um, And there is sort of a divide. You know, everywhere I go in town, everyone wants to know what's what's going to happen with Lamar. My first question is, what do you want to see happen? (laughs) I just ask it right back. And it's almost down the middle. There are some who say, God, they got to keep him. That's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And there's another group that says, I'm done. It's too expensive. I don't like the way this is going. I'm over it. Let's start over. Um, so that's, that's the answer to your question of his relationship with the fan base. It is a passionate connection to some degree. And the other part of it is it's just been wearisome to some, and they're done with it. So. Yeah. W- 
I, I, I am of the mind, Adam. I still believe, and you, you, you alluded to this earlier, he doesn't really want to leave. What he wants is to be compensated. And what he said in his tweet in which he indicated he, he's asked for a trade is that he said the Ravens are unwilling to meet my value. What, what has happened or what happens, and this is not uncommon, the Ravens just have a different sense of his value. And no one knows him better than the Ravens. The Ravens know everything about him. They know how great of a player he is, what a leader he is, how he prepares. They also know his dedication to rehab. They know his sleeping and eating habits, which have come into question. All of, they know it all. Mm-hmm. And they know what it's like to deal with a guy who doesn't have an agent. And they've described it as burdensome. So they know the whole package, and they've, they've put forth a value to that for them to keep him. His value that he sees for himself is higher than that. <laughs> Will that be a compromise? I think so. Will he be willing to play under the tag number? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Could the Ravens kind of keep this? relationship moving forward if they can't reach a long-term deal by just sweetening a one-year deal because you know this adam the, the most motivated player in all of sports is a guy playing for a contract yep one year 40 million give him more than the 32 just to raise it to what the perceived market value is for a player of his ability and see what you can get that way he'll at least be there the big the worst thing that could happen is he doesn't like it he sits out you got a new offensive coordinator. Nobody's ready for the season to start, and this thing just goes off the rails because of it. You want to avoid that. Ideally, you get the long-term deal, which I think is still possible. I say three years fully guaranteed, 140 to 150. That's market value. Puts him up among the highest paid annually and one of the highest, and make it guaranteed, and put a written provision in, no tag afterwards. We'll see if we can continue the relationship or you're free to go. Three years. That's how I would do it. I don't think it's beyond repair, and I don't think it's beyond thought that he would still play for the Ravens. I, I feel like I'm in a growing minority, in my opinion, though. Well, the only uh, the only people that really matter are, will the Ravens and Lamar Jackson accept something like that? Uh, and, I, and I don't know the answer, and I keep saying that. I feel like the number needs to be the total number. Maybe you'd be better off guaranteeing that contract over eight years, $250 million over eight years, rather than keeping the same average annual value over a shorter period of time. But I honestly do not know. Uh, maybe the last few years are dummy years, so he can, so the contract can end. I don't know how that's going to work. But let me ask this question, and then I want to ask you about the O's very quickly. Um, if another team, and I don't think another team is going to do it because they, well, maybe I'll, I'll ask you the question. I'll, I'm not going to assume. If another team signs Lamar Jackson to a $250 million guaranteed contract over five years, will the Ravens match it? I don't think so. I think they're prepared to move on. And I think that is telltale about the relationship. The the Ravens have always gone by, and it goes back to Ozzie Newsom, right player, right Mm -hmm. price. They love the player. They're just not keen about the price right now. And they're not seeing eye to eye with the player on what that price is. Remember, they're... You know this. There is a statue of Ray Lewis outside yeah. of the stadium. They let Ray. They told Ray Lewis at one point in 2009, "This is what we're offering. You don't like it? Go shop." He went. He went and shopped. He he, he talked to Dallas. He talked to Miami. He came back. Yeah. So that's Ray Lewis. 
they are pretty firm in establishing right player, right price parameters. And it applies to Lamar Jackson. Quarterbacks are a different breed and a different level of importance. I get it. But they're still applying that to him. And I don't think they would match that. I don't think they could. I don't think they could fit it, to be honest with you. Um, so there's also that element at play, not just for the Ravens, but other teams who would be potential bidders. All right. Before we let you go, Mark Viviano, it's opening day. Uh, I've always thought that opening day should be a, a kid should not have to go to school on opening day <laughs> across the country should be, uh, should be a national holiday. Uh, I used to like when opening day was a Tuesday when I was a kid, we never missed. I actually didn't miss, uh, opening day. Even when I was in college, I would go back for, uh, the Mets home opener, home opener at then Shea Stadium. Um, so I know it's celebrated in Baltimore anyway because the Orioles are part of the community, and they they were a good team last year. I think the win total is like seventy six and a half. Uh, you can get in uh, in Vegas. Give me your your thoughts on what the O's could be this year. I kind of like them. Yeah, this is exciting, and it is the fruit of years of pain. <laughs> I mean, when you when you launch a rebuild. You are guaranteeing your fan base you're going to suffer for anywhere from three to six years. And even look at Philadelphia. Theirs didn't go well for a number of years before they finally reached a a World Series last year. It was a failed rebuild in many ways. You know, this is a young group. It's an exciting group. And Mike Elias deserves, uh, who is the general manager, who took on this gargantuan effort, which... It's not just a rebuild, which we saw the Cubs do successfully and the Astros do successfully, but it's rebuilding in the American League East. That that is, (laughs) I'll never forget this, Adam, interviewing Dan Duquette, who was then the general manager of the Orioles in spring training 2018. He said, you don't rebuild in the American League East. Well, that was his last year with the team, and Michael Elias said, hold my beer. I'll show you how this is done. And remarkably, through the pain, you're now seeing a completely redone franchise. And I don't just mean what you see on the field, but what they've done to bolster their research and development, the number of scouts, their international uh, market uh, presence, all of that. They've, They've built it back up from the studs. They won 83 games last year, which they admit was ahead of their schedule. And now they've got a stocked minor league system, which has a number of players who are ticketed for major league debuts. And if they're not doing it for the Orioles, they will be the assets used to to acquire players from other organizations that could bolster this major league roster. So it's a pretty exciting time. Um, it's not done yet. They've declared the rebuild over. Uh, it's time to compete for a playoff. Sure. Uh, and, and I And I believe that. Uh, but at the same time, it's still the American League East, and it's going to be it's going to be a tough run. But I think they're up to it, and I think it's going to be pretty exciting and a good time to be an Oriole fan. Yeah, I think every team in the uh, in the division. Uh, I think Boston's actually uh, the team that I look at as the weakest. But I think every team in the division thinks they're going to make the playoffs, and that is incredible. I'm a, a Mets fan. I, there are two teams in the division that are probably not. I mean, Nationals are tanking. Uh, Marlins. Great starting pitcher, but after that, I don't think the rest of the team is great. But the other three teams, 
uh, pretty doggone good. Mark Viviano speaking of pretty doggone good at Mark WJZ in Baltimore. I appreciate your time, as always. Uh, have fun today, and good luck on the Lamar Jackson front. You'll break news. I know you do. You you break all sorts of news. Oh, we're, at this point, this is this is different, but this is a story unlike any we've had in Baltimore, and uh, it's got everybody talking, including down there where you are. Uh, Adam, have a great opening day. Well, f- first of all, same to you, Mark. Um, we are. It's the NFL is just the national. Every team is covered like a home team nationally. That's just what the league has become. Whether it's fans, we have legitimate Ravens fans here. Maybe they're from Baltimore, but they live here now. But I just think that the sport itself, it's not a regional. Obviously, there are more Panthers fans here. But my guess is that Panthers fans probably only make up about 40% of the NFL fan base. Yeah. Here. Man, I could be wrong there. I'm just going to guess. Let's just say half. Yeah. And the rest of the fan base, the rest of the NFL fan base, are fans of other teams. Mixed pot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have a a youngish team, and then you have a state full of a melting pot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, we're probably a little bit different than a lot of other places, but I think that's probably similar just about everywhere in the South where I would say we have better weather, but have you been here in the summer? Yeah. Anyway, it's hot everywhere. So, Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. We just, we just everybody's covered, especially stars like Jackson and Rogers. They're covered like... There's like they're not even football players. They're celebrities at this point. So, but I've what I found interesting there, and we'll break right after this, was my mischaracterization of Jackson and the team together. I really believe that the Jackson he wants the Deshaun Watson contract or something that resembles it. He wants. I think he wants the num total guaranteed number. To be higher. I don't think Lamar Jackson will accept the compromise deal that Mark talked about and that other people have talked about, $140 million, whatever it is, over three years guaranteed. I don't believe he accepts that because it's not the guarantee that Deshaun Watson has. I, th- I always thought that that was the, the, real, uh, the goal. If I'm wrong and there is a compromise to be made there, okay, great. But I still think that the I have a hard time releasing my belief that it's about the total number, which I think you could get to through dummy years, yeah, which would lower your cap, but maybe not. Maybe Lamar does it. Maybe this is the peril of negotiating your own contract. Maybe that's the bigger issue. I don't know, but uh, it's hard to close your eyes and, and not see Lamar Jackson playing for the Ravens 
because they don't really have another option. You know, Huntley is not the option. He shouldn't be. But if they're prepared to move on, as Mark said, who are they moving on to? Yeah, good question. I There's nobody there. Although, maybe they'll have an idea by the draft. And they could certainly maybe. draft a quarterback. <laughs> maybe. I was watching highlights of Anthony Richardson's pro day. Looks impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm not advocating for it, but... There's a lot of teams that are going to take a shot on Anthony Richard. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.